Yofi, this is going to be the last year that we're together for before the last year of the year of Tavshin Pei Bet, Tavshin Pei Gimel. Should come. Uh, uh, someone gave me a, uh, a great bracha. Uh, not a bracha. They sent just a beautiful wish. Uh, may May Tavshin Pei Gimel simply uh, simply be a year of living in a state of wonderment. There should be a wonder. Pele. Wonderment, so a lot of Pele and a lot of whatever this year has been, all the brachas, thank you Hashem, all the tzaras, thank you Hashem, aval yala, chalas, <laughs> it was cute and sweet, so that's really what I wanted to talk to you about, I wanted to speak a little bit about this concept of good and sweet, it should be good and sweet, every year when we, uh, when we begin the, the new year we say, uh, you know, tova metuka. we say every year, why tova and metuka? Uh, like just like Rabbi Shalom said, some people are good, but they're not so sweet. Some people are sweet, but you know they're not up to that much good. So it should be both good and sweet. There should be there should be good and and sweet happening at the same time, and it doesn't soter, it doesn't contradict one one another. But I know that everyone has so much in their hearts right now. I know that there's so much yearning and longing to make sure that we're plugged in to receive the hitchatshut of what this new year is going to bring about. Having a new tzaddik to be learning from, Rabbi Tzadok of Lublin, has been amazing. And we only learned, the truth is we only had one shear about his life, and then one shear about uh, Rosh Hashanah, last week about the Tefillah Shemona Yisrael, by Yaakov Avinu. And today he's going to, I had found the Sefer, I must have gone a year, two years ago, a beautiful Sefer of Rabbi Tzadok, all about, you know, Elul, basically Rosh Hashanah and Kippur and Sukkot. And I see that I made some notes when I was learning it last year, so I wanted to, I wanted to delve into it this year, and, uh, and see something really, really beautiful about good and sweet, good and sweet. And please have in mind, Bezvet Hashem, all those that are living, people that are living bitterness, that they have bitterness in their life. They wake up in the morning, and as much as they know they're supposed to be thankful, Emargishim um, Mar, I don't know why, I mean, this keeps on happening in this year where we reference Eviatar Banai songs. I don't know why, but there's, there must be a reason. Beans, you know what, you know what, you know what, you know what song I'm thinking about? I'm thinking that there's bitterness, but it should be sweet. There's a song, um, he says, Or betzel, tzel beor, hamar matok, hamar matok. Light and, sh- and shade, shade and light, hamar matok. This, the bitterness becomes sweet, the bitterness becomes sweet. So it's a beautiful song. I think it's called Or Betzel, <clears throat> Light in, in, in Shade. So Bezrat Hashem, we're going to see something today that I think is going to help us with this concept of Shana Tova Metuka. And obviously, we're going to go from the beginning, which is the, the, the most famous reference we have for this concept of, you know, sweetness is dip the apple in the honey, right? Make a bracha loud and clear. <laughs> <clears throat> you know it's such an American song because it's not Shana Tova Umetuka, it's Shana Tova Umesuka. I felt so guilty last night when I was with this chevre and uh, this really chevre. It was really all oh, was really chevre in my in uh, this beautiful evening that we that I was part of in uh, Gavna with Rav Dov Zinger and basically Esti and and the family and I don't know hundreds of other people. I couldn't believe how many people were there. It's just unbelievable. I wanted to apologize to them for the way that I, I pronounce words because I say it in Ivris, 
sometimes. So even like the word avo el melech, I say avo el melech. The dagesh is on avo el melech, whatever. Shana tova mesukah. You know, by the way, when the when the Israelis, <coughs> when people made aliyah in uh, after 1948, so there was a lot of zmirot of Shabbat that you could tell when they were written based on the way that the pronunciation goes. This time, I just decide. No, I, I, I uh, someone explained this to me one time. For instance, we sing the American chaver sing Yomze Mechubad Mikoyamim. Okay, what kind of pronunciation is that? Is that more a me- that's Saf, that's Ashkenazis, right? Then the Israelis came and they realized, you know, we got to leave Poland in the back, and now we have to sing Zmirot, that the songs fit in, uh, you know. Good morning, Mora. We should stand for you. They had to come up with Zmirot that are more Shayach for Havara Ivrit. So, what's the more modern Yom Zemechuban? Yom Zemechubad, Mi Kol Yamim, Kivo Shabbat, that's the real way, it's Kivo Shabbat. So, it's like a. Don't you dare go suffering. Sometimes when people lead in Shul, they're like. um off, One. like the whole chevra is like singing like the 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 dagesh on right, a certain part right. of the word and the 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 <laughs> do you know what that is? You know the you know what the Yemenite is? <laughs> right. No, 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 no. That came up. So she's like, Ah, Tiferes, yeah. yeah. Chaim David went into that for like two albums, but he realized he's also struggling. Yeah, he does that. It was b'chavana. He did it. He told me. I can't, I, 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 no, 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 but I was a guy in Hamiftar with us that did that. He spoke in Saf, but his Het was Het, and his Ayn was Ayn, but his Safs were Saf. Talk about, like, yeah, yeah. Anyway, I don't want to be Mebulbal, I wanted to be just saying, Shana Tova Metuka, look what happened, Shana Toi, Shana Toi Let's start. I bless us all to laugh a lot this coming year. It's amazing. You could have just said, just a sweet minhag. Don't, don't start giving drushes on a simple bracha. Just let it be, but no... Everything in our tradition is like darshan. Okay, what's the deep, what's, what's the real meaning of it? What does it really mean? And there's so much we could say right now about the words tova, metuka. There's so much we could say about apples, honey, and we'll, we'll, we're not going to say everything. We'll say a little bit about it. But the, before we even talk about apples and honey, good and sweetness, I want to focus on the beginning of the hiratzon, shetechadesh. Okay, shetechadesh. ואנחנו יהודים שמאמינים בהתחדשות. אמונה is that I believe, whether I feel it or not, newness is coming into the air. Whether I feel it or not, 
And that's, a, that's an important key. That's emunah. Emunah isn't, I feel it, therefore I know. Emunah is, I believe this is happening, whether I feel it or not. We hate that, because we want to feel it. No. Emunah is, akol mitchadesh, whether I realize it or not. Inyan chidush hashana. What does it mean that there's a renewal of a year? Who? Shelekol shabbatot verashei chodashim shebashana, yesh lekol echad gdusha miyuchadet. Kol Shabbat v'kol Chodesh l'fi b'chinato. Every Shabbat, every new, every new month, every Rosh Chodesh in the year has its own holiness. Every single Shabbat and every month in accordance to its b'china. And we usually tune into this regarding already Birkat HaChodesh. When we bless the new month, it's already in the air, but you all know the famous teaching of the Baal Shem Tov that there is no Shabbat Mavarchim Tishrei. Nachon? You ever know this? There's Shabbat Mavarchim every month. But there's no Shabbos Mavarach in Tishrei, right? So the famous Torah from the Baal Shem Tov, the Magid brings this down, is that <clears throat> the way I kind of made it into my own words is like this, when you love someone so much, then are there really enough words that you can, are there enough words for you to express what you want to wish for them? Like, as much as we want to wish each other good things, it's, there are moments where it's like, I can't even, I, I don't even have words to tell you. What I really wish for you this year is it's me'alu me'ever. So therefore, there can't be Shabbos Mavarchim Tishrei. Because what God wants to give us is, sometimes it's just end, shtika, shtika. The only way we can receive it is by not even trying to put it into words. But the Alter Rebbe says, Hashem Yisbarach himself is doing Shabbos Mavarchim Tishrei. How? The Parsha. What word the Alter Rebbe, said? The Alter Rebbe brings us down? In the name of the Baal Shem Tov HaKadosh in the Magid, he says, Atem nitzavim hayom kulchem lifnei Hashem melokeichem. That's Shabbos Mevarchim Tishrei, that the way to receive the Shefa and the Bracha that I want to give you, which is beyond words, nitzavim hayom kulchem, you're all standing up there, strong, you're stronger than you could have ever imagined. Had you have, if I told you in the beginning of the year you'd go through this, this, and this, you'd probably say there's no way I'd be standing on my two feet by the end of the year. Each person in their own, with their own geshaft. Hashem would have told us, you're going to go through this, you're going to go through this, you're going to go through this this year. You'd say, are you kidding me? You think I'm going to stand on my own two feet by the end of the year? And then yet, Shabbos Mavarchim Tishrei, Hashem comes and says, Atem Nitzavim. Look at you. You're standing on your own two feet. Remember, to give you koach for whatever you have to go through next year, for, the, for your own tikkun. You're standing on your own two feet. You're infinitely stronger than whatever you, th- whatever, however much you thought you were strong. So that's, a, that's, that's the bracha of all brachas. That's Shabbos Mevarchim Tishrei. So that, the Rebbe says, the Rebbe Tzadok says, every month, every, every Shabbos, not just every month, every Shabbos has this Indian of Ishachos. Okay. We're in the second line and the second paragraph. Ube'agiyah hayom tov shel Rosh Hashanah. So Rosh Hashanah comes, as nizchatshim mechadash kedushat kol hazmanim al hashanah ba'ah, le'ashpia mechadash hitorerut hakedusha banefesh ki bereshit habriah. If that's true, that this hitchatshut happens every month, every Shabbos, the headquarters for all the newness which, told, which, which will take place, Bezrat Hashem, this coming year, it's all bound up into one like we said on Sunday, not really one day, one long 48-hour day, Yom Arichta. So that, that, that basically means all the newness that will take place this coming year 
I mean, no pressure, but you got to like let go of any expectations and just allow the chef of hitchachut to flow through you. Because it's happening whether we like it or not. The only shayla is, how much am I going to be in tune with it? All the hitchachut, all the newness that's going to happen this coming year, it all flows through one gate, lechatchila. And that gate is called Rosh Hashanah. I once learned something similar with, with a few chavah that are musicians, and they were basically saying it's the hardest day of the year for them because everyone wants new nigunim. Everyone wants new songs. It's like, the, you know, everyone wants a shefa, a of olam hanigun. And basically, like all the, it's true about everything, with children, everything. But the shefa of nigunim is also brand new. Comes in like it never happened before through Rosh Hashanah. The chef of anything good, okay? The chef of really of anything. Everything should be for good, okay? Like the beginning of creation, where, Rosh, what was the first Rosh Hashanah? What was the first Rosh Hashanah? Creation of Adam. Creation of Adam. That was all new. That was the beginning of anything. That happens, again, with the blowing of the shofar, Hashem blowing. Life into Admarishon, Hitchachut Habriah, the renewal of everything. Belachem, third paragraph. Nikra Yom Zikaron, Moshomrim, Kitavi Chok Zikaron Lefanecha, Li Paked Kol Amasim. It's interesting. Therefore, this is called Yom Zikaron. Memory usually refers to something that's in the past. It's weird by us, Yidin. Yom Zikaron, but we're not talking about last year, Rosh Hashanah. Actually, we're talking about next year. So Yom HaZikaron means Hashem is going to bring this inyan of, I want to instill within you the memory that right now you're feeling everything that you're feeling, and I'm going to remind you all year long, it came through the Shefa of this new year. So Yom HaZikaron here plays a role for the future. It's a weird thing. Like last night, Rav Yossi Fruman said something so wild. Him and Rav Dov Zinger were in conversation, and they were talking about, what do you remember? What do you remember? Do you remember your beginnings? Because he was the day of remembering your, you know, your beginnings. He said, he, he says, and it's amazing what kind of era we're living in and in, in what area we're living in, that when he said the following statement, no one thought he was crazy or freaked out. Where he said, he actually remembers before he was here. That he remembers the world before he was part of it. So in certain circles, he'd, he'd been labeled insane. In certain cycles, he'll just be labeled someone that's very much into uh, transformative medicines. <laughs> and yet, this holy chavra here is sitting there listening like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> sure. What's yeah. zikaron? Zikaron is not just what was. Zikaron is also taking with us like into the future, the, a future memory. It's a weird thing. It's basically transcending time and space. We're not going to go into that right now. We say that in, in, in Davening, we say it in Kiddush. Your word, Hashem, our King, is true, and it exists forever. The word of God. What word is he referring to? Na'ase Adam. Let's create people. Let's have creations. The ma'amarot, the utterances of creation, yehi or, yehi rakia betoch All the words of Hashem, 
when he said, let's create the world, Dvarcha emet, those words are true, Vekayam la'ad, and they exist forever. The words of Hashem to create, to renew, to bring life, to do something. Dvarcha emet vekayam la'ad, hainu, Shadvar Hashem, Shebon nivru kola bruim, who emet vekayam leolam lihit chadesh, bechol shana veshana. It's not just that God's word of let us create man was a one-time shot and it remains true that we could say forever, Hashem, your word, your, your, your tzivui to create us, that to make us be born is true and we're still alive. And even those that aren't physically alive, their zecher is alive every year. No, that's not it either. He, Reb Tzadok HaKoyen is saying something really amazing right now. He's saying, when God said Yehi Or, when God said, uh, basically, it's not really Yehi Or over here, because it's, it's Rosh Hashanah of man. Na'aseh Adam, the tzaddikim saying, if you have the proper ears, when you hear the shofar blowing, you really hear Hashem saying right now, Na'aseh Adam betzalmeinu kidmutenu. Right now. And it's not talking about new babies, although that's b'sha'a tova, I'm talking about us. Us. Na'aseh Adam, we become part of that Hashem. Dvarcha emet, your word is true, Hashem. When you said Na'aseh Adam, that happens again on Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippurim. Sorry, on Rosh Hashanah. Dvarcha emet, bekayam la'ad. It exists forever. We give testimony to the fact that we're becoming new. Those are our words that we say in davening and in Kiddush. Dvarcha malkeinu emet, bekayam la'ad. Sorry? Adam and Emet are the same letters. Adam. No letters. And Emet. I'm no, sure in some. No, listen, I was in Badain last night. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is. I don't know why everyone's laughing. Of course it is. <laughs> Adam. Right? It's all. Adam and Emet. The, the truth is, there's a whole tar on what you just said. But. Huh? Take that it's there. It's there. Don't be sorry. Don't be, this is probably the only place here you could say that and still get Shabbos invite after you know <laughs> afterwards. Okay. The Alze. But can I just ask a question? Is he saying that like you know we always we, we always are remembering that Hashem is creating us every single second? So is this like the idea of like that every year on Rosh Hashanah we get the like the energy to do that kind of? To do what? To remember that every that, that Hashem is continuing. That's Shlav Aleph. Shlav Bet is not the energy to remember, it's the energy to become. Mm-hmm. Remembering is one thing. Becoming what I'm remembering is the point. Isn't that is connected to what the Baal Shem said? Memory is the key to redemption. Who said this? Baal the Baal Shem said, Memory is the key, is to, the key redemption. to redemption. If we remember who our soul is, we remember our connection. If we remember who we are, nachon, nachon. That's beautiful. Memory. That's beautiful. Memory is the key to redemption. You know what? I have, I'm going to read it from here. I have one more. Okay. That's beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. I just have to see where we stopped. You know where we stopped? Ve'alze. Yeah. Okay. Ve'alze. Anu mevakshim. So now we're asking Hashem, renew our year for the good. What does Reb Tzaddik say that means? Letova. 
היינו שיתחדש ליבנו בכל העניינים להתנהג בהם בדרך הטוב, שהוא כרצון השם יתברך, על פי דרך התורה, כמו שנאמרו, כמו שנאמר, אמרו צדיק כי טוב. This seems to be a very simple statement. That we're asking Hashem, renew our, year, renew our hearts with all the matters to act with them, לטובה, in the right way. What's the right way? What you want, Hashem. May I act the way that you want, Hashem יתברך. על פי דרך התורה, in accordance to the way that Torah is. And he brings a pasuk here from, from Yeshaya Anavi, which is going to play a very big role in a few minutes. אמרו צדיק כי טוב. Say to a tzay about a tzadik, that he is good. So there's something I wanted to discuss right now, to understand. Remember, Reb Tzadok HaKoyen, his Torahs are very, these are not vorts, these are binyanim, these are buildings. These are literally buildings. If I asked you right now to give me a definition of the word tov, what would, give a few possibilities for that. Huh? So what does it mean, שתחדש עלינו שנה טובה? Hmm? Peaceful, what else? Light. Filled with light. Filled with light, nice. Positive. Wow. Positive. Okay, hold on to that one. What else? Embracing. Just to receive. Yeah. Yeah? And like also like acceptance. Acceptance. Very good. What else is tov? Connection. Chibur. Being close to you is tov, based on what David HaMelech says, v'ani kirvat elokim li tov. David HaMelech gives us a definition of shana tova. Shana tova means kirva. Based on what you said. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. Everyone's always nervous to just say those simple things, even though it's like, yeah, I, you know. It's really funny, because good and bad are just that you base everything else on. Nachon. Nachon. Nachon, nachon. Now, a year that uh, we live with, them, with, with emuna, and I think that that's really what you're, kind of what you're connecting to, is that when you say shana tova, and there's going to be hitchat of all the good in the world, the truth is, is that what Ilana had said, and together with what you said, Shira, is kind of the dance between the two. And that is, the, you said positive, and you said basically embracing, acceptance, nachon? So this is a very, very, very deep concept that Reb Tzadok is going to bring us to. The gates of Hitchatshut on Rosh Hashanah is that while it's true, everything should be good, it should be a good, sweet year, but the truth is we don't talk about that during davening at all. There's no... The tefillahs of Rosh Hashanah are not asking those things from HaKadosh Baruch Hu, bless you. They're asking, it's about Hashem, may, you, may your malchut be in the world. May your kingdom reign. And may we be under your kingdom and feel it and see it. So I want to tie this together. To live in a world where Hashem's malchut is what prevails, is that whatever I go through, whatever it is I'm going to go through, yes, it should be good. But again, setting yourself up for a year that's dependent on our understanding of good, you're out of the picture before you even started. Gamarno, you're done, you're toast. It's not even, it's not the point. Malachim live like that. It's not our, that's not our bag. Setting myself up for hitchatshut of the new year through the realm of embracing Hashem's malchut while maintaining a positive attitude towards whatever happens, 
is the greatest, greatest tov that a person can reach in this world. In this world. In this world. In this, in this world of, of, of tovara v'kolze. Right? And then, of course, it's light. Then it becomes light. You know, then it becomes... And then it becomes what Esti says, which is then you feel that then it's a chibur, then it's a connection. You know, the most spiritual people that I know, they, I wouldn't say about their lives, it's like, oh, they have a good life, the way we talk about good lives. But they have the greatest life. They have the greatest life because it's filled with the acceptance, the embracing together with the overall positive attitude towards whatever's going to happen. And that's a very, very important thing for us to understand how Reb Tzadok is going to develop this concept of shamat tova umetuka. Isn't it part of our istadlut to, when we pray, to believe that we're going to have a positive year? Again, positive <laughs> year, well, now, what does positive mean? Uh, Good year? Uh, yeah. I think it's a istadlut. It's a istadlut, but don't put any tanaim on Hashem. Don't put on the, in the back. Sometimes in the back, in the back of a lot of our tefillahs, it's almost like saying, "This I know Hashem, that this is good, so please make make this happen." So sometimes, like Reb Tzadik has another Torah that when you say that, Hashem kind of answers back. He's like, "You know what? I'm not going to interfere with your understanding of what's good. Don't interfere with mine. We'll have a you know third cousin relationship, and it'll be fine." So Reb Tzadik is pushing the envelope. He's mamash. You need to tell me of the Ishbitzer. Of course, he's going to say these some, some very far out things. So the Ishtadlut, again, is like, I'm going to, Bezrat Hashem, the chef of all the good. That's why in Lubavitch they're so big on saying, Alatov that the good should be something that's seen and revealed. If Tzadok learned the Alter Rebbe, he was not Chabad. He wasn't. He wasn't. Someone will say, will you say something? Right. For, right. for the tov, for what's tov in it to be revealed to us. Right. As the way we understand. That's it. beautiful, but that happens through the embracing and positivity. That can happen. The nigla, the nigla, the good that's in here, which we have to believe is in here, it it finds a way to kind of blossom forth when I maintain this. Okay, Hashem, I'm taking this in, and I'm going to stay positive about whatever is going on right now. During, in, 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 in the fact, while it's happening. What is Hitchach? I don't understand Hitchach. The word, the word renewal? Yeah. Oh, Chadash? Yeah, what do you mean by that? It's not what I mean, it's that Hashem yeah. created the world one time, that means there was nothing, then there was something? And when we're saying, like, when we apply to ourselves, like, what are we asking for, what are we saying? Like, we're asking ourselves and blessing each other with Hitchach? The truth is, we don't, we don't bless each other with any tchatshut. We bless each other with shana tova metuka. Hitchatshut is a process that's happening whether we feel it or not, of the renewal of creation. On the day that Hashem said, let there be man. I mean, it's a very big, big, big world where you're opening up right now, but on a pshat level, renewal is happening whether I like it or not. Feeling good about what's happening is not happening whether I like it or not. That's, my, that's where I, that's where I show up. Maintaining this balances that we're speaking about, that's the avodah, that's my avodah. That's more what I'm davening for in Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, to be aligned with Hashem's malchut in the world. Like we had said in Shir two weeks ago in the Sunday Shir, 
again quoting Evyatar, Hamlachat Hashem is accepting your parents are growing old. You know, seeing your parents getting old. Accepting things that are piteva are piteva, but in your mind it's painful. But that's the way Hashem designed the world. Creation of man, renewal of man. Okay, I know we're, we're, we're going really out there. I want to I go back inside. Now, the last puzzle he quoted from Yeshaya Navi alludes to the fact that a tzaddik lives a life of tov. Now, let me ask you a question. I mean, tell me if I'm crazy. Most tzaddikim that I know have miserable lives. No, no, not miserable lives. Very hard lives. Yeah. Ah, so let's see what let's see what's going on over here. Imrut tzaddik kitov. A tzaddik knows has somehow what tov is. Kitov. He has tov in him. Betzaddik. Nikra mishe shomer et rachav lelech baderech atov vayashar lefanav idbarach baderech atorah. Tzaddik is someone. He guards his ways to walk in. He, she, whatever you need to fill in over here. They guard their ways while they're walking in the streets of the world, to walk in the right and straight path before Hashem, and here's the kicker, Reb Tzadok's definition of a tzaddik is different than anyone else's that I've ever seen. Because what is he saying over here right now? Zahava, not dafka what you just said. It's, but it's okay, because I, I usually have the same approach. He said like this, a tzaddik is someone that is basically living in a state of kabbalat ol malchut shamayim, that they're receiving upon themselves the yoke of heaven. But what does that not necessarily mean? That they feel it. That they feel it. But they keep on going. Not, not because, like, um, whatever shows, you know, you just got to keep on going. Not, not, not in that, like, Ignorant, not ignorant, but like not connected way. Their avoda is. They're accepting whatever Hashem decrees for them at that moment. And they're shalem with it. And they're accepting, Ilana, embracing. They're shalem with it. And they're even staying positive, even though they don't taste it. Even though they don't taste it. Usually you say a tzaddik, he has bad things happen to them, and what? He's living in a higher world where he doesn't, you know, he doesn't, he doesn't respond, he doesn't react the way that most people react to when bad things go wrong. They, they know how to like live, uh, you know, in, in a higher world. I think a lot about the tzaddik from Brestov that we're very connected to, Rav Yaakov Meir Shechter. Now, Rav Yaakov Meir Shechter today is in his mid-90s. Hashem should give him long years and good health. And this tzaddik went through Gehenom, 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 where he, between, I think, unfortunately, bearing a child and also having a daughter, I think one, maybe more than one child, having a daughter that was necha uh, um, from a very young age, but living on like the third or fourth floor and walking her up in a wheelchair to their, to their apartment, because that's all they could afford on this top floor, and many other heavy things about him, right? So when you look at the letters that he writes when he's younger, he always apologizes to people for not responding sooner. It's just that, Rabu alai hatsarot. I have so much tsaras that are, that are happening to me. Is that a tzaddik, a rallo? 
I'm not even. I don't, I'm not going into those. Lodeh. I'm not. That's not. Yeah, could be. I just. I can't start going into there. But what a tzaddik Akoyan says like this: a tzaddik, and we say on basically shetichas sheniskeli chatef besifran shel tzaddikim. That's what we say. So what does that mean right now? What does it mean when we say we should be zochet to be written in the books of the tzaddikim? <laughs> well, no, no, no. It doesn't just mean we should be zochet to be written in the books of the tzaddikim because they suffer. <laughs> then I'd say no, thank you. Even if they don't feel it, this is so much more and that's reachable. the deepest thing. What's that? This is so much more reachable and identifiable. It's a lot more, it's a lot less lofty into an acceptance, even though. Nachon, nachon, nachon. I have so many friends over the years that have mashu. That's something that happened to me. God gave me a list to me. Bidiuk, bidiuk. Right. The tzaddik's not ignoring. He's right, not ignoring. He's not. He's not ignoring. Nachon. Nachon. Now, what, what? What do they know? Like, what were you saying? What? Do, what is it that they know? What's the da'at the tzaddik knows? The da'at. If, this is just my interpretation of it because it's very good what you're saying. The da'at that the tzaddik knows that we're asking Hashem to be written into is that. This world is temporary. There's a whole reality, which is the real reality, where I don't need to know, not know. These are things that are way beyond the need for to have things to like, you know, to mesh and to feel right. It's so much deeper. It's so much deeper than any of this. You know, there's... Do you mind just grabbing a few chairs in the back? So the tzaddik knows... That one day, everything that he wishes he could feel in order to understand how it's all good, it will happen. It's just not happening yet. Because we're not, they're not, they're not like, hazman, lo makbilotam, time is not limiting them. And it's okay to call them sorrow. And it's okay to be you know what, and that's a very healthy thing. And that's a very healthy thing because usually there's this guilt. How could you say it's tzaras? Well, you see, Rabbi Tzaddik is speaking. He's a very. It, that's why I'm starting. I'm falling in love with this Tzaddik because it's. I feel he's so. Even though his life seems so non-relatable, <laughs> what he his experiences of life and what he did with it feels so relatable. I'll go back to a story I say every year around this time. It's an important story about the secret of borrowed time. Do you, know, you remember this story? I, I just shared it with the man uh, the other week, and I, it's like, it's one of these stories where I'm always like nervous. Ash, I say it, I already said it once. And then I'm like, I remember of Natan Siegel, Zechetzalak Livracha, my Rebbe in Amiftar, who one morning he came to Yeshiva and he said an amazing story. And it was the first week of Yeshiva. He was one of the first rabbis that I met in, when I was in here in Amiftar. And I was like, I thought, that he, I thought that he was the face of the yeshiva. He wasn't, he was, he, but, but I was so excited, like, oh my God, this is what the yeshiva is like. He gets up in the morning, says the most far out chassidish tale. So that was on a Monday morning. Monday night after Marev, he gets up before the Amr, and he says the exact same story. 
And we're all looking, you know when you're so like uncomfortable, so you start looking down. <laughs> so the whole base measure started looking down, saying, oh my God, when is he going to realize that he said this this morning? And then he ends, he says, now I know what you're all thinking. Siegel definitely lost all his marbles today, right? He said it. I love it. If you know him, you could imagine him saying this. He said, now I know what you're all saying. Siegel for sure lost all his marbles today. But if you think that a Hasidic tale is meant to be told once, and now you know it, Welcome to Eitz Adas. <laughs> a Hasidic tale is Eitz Achaim. Eitz Achaim, you can hear the same thing over and over and over again and hear and feel something different from it. Okay, so why am I saying this now? And this is a bracha for all of us. One year in Uman, a few years after Rabbi Nachman died, there was a famous Avram, Rabbi Avram Chaim, who that year, he was, he was the Baal Tefillah every year, and that year, no one knew if he was going to go up and go to the Ahmed. Why? Because that year in Nebuch he buried two sons. And who remembers this story? You remember, you remember it? Anyone else? It's a very, very chashuv story. Very chashuv. Very, very important story. So he goes up. Uh, so they don't know what's going to be because they didn't take away the, you know, an Avel usually shouldn't be Baal Tefillah on Yomim Noraim and, and, and Rosh Chodesh. But the thing is, bless you, is that uh, the the availus for children is different than it is for uh, for parents. Whatever, it's not that's not not not, not the Indian. So they don't know if he's going to come in and be about tefillah or not. They're starting to make all you know. Okay, can you if he doesn't go up to the Amud, can you do this? Can you do this? Reb Nassim's there. This is in the Kloys in Uman, and finally, he walks in, and everyone's so nervous, and he walks in, and he goes right up to the Amud, and he gives a. Like never before. And they daven, he davens such a tefillah, not only like it was before he went to his tzaras, but with even more of this malchut feeling in the room. Malchut. Not happy or sad. Malchut. Hashem is king. Baal tefillah. After davening, one of the Hasidim had enough guts to go up to him and say to him, we have a shayla for you. How could this be? We weren't even sure you were going to go up and be chazan this year. And he said to them the following statement, which is true to, and to each and every one of us on our own level. He said, look, a, yid that believes in, a person that believes in Hashem, he believes there will be a, a, a time and place, which is not here, where it'll be clear to them exactly why they had to go through every single thing they ever went through. That, it's going to be, that, that's emuna. that's olam ha'emet, right? This whole temporary business is the illusions, it's Baruch Hashem, it's getting less and less thick, I feel like the illusion is fading away more and more because we're becoming more and more anashim p'nimiim, you know, inside people, people that are looking at life on the inside. So this Yid said, one day it's going to be crystal clear to me why I had to bury two sons, why I had to go through what I have to go through. So what I did was I said, well, I'm just going to borrow time from the future where I know I'm gonna, that's going to be my reality. I'm going to borrow it now and use it for now. If they want to lenakot, that means like if they want to deduct from my time of clarity and acceptance, then she them labriyot. But I needed that in order to be chazan tonight and to continue living. I needed that to continue living. So now, why is that so true for each and every one of us? Because, you know, 
Every one of us has tzarot. Every one of us has simchas. Every one of us has both, all the time. A tzaddik is someone that even if he's not feeling it, knows, I think this is why, why I said this story, because of what you said, that they have the dot. They know that there is a bigger world where the, we will be shown, we won't even care, by the way. We won't even want to know anything then when we have the opportunity to know it. But it won't matter. But the tzaddik doesn't need to feel it to know it. The tzaddik has a dot. They live with this inner conviction of this is the derech we walk on. And we all know that those that wait in order to feel, to, to get them into their groove, they don't, and it usually ends up bad. Especially in marriage. It usually ends up bad. Right? I'm going to wait until I feel it to know this is what I want to walk on. Those things don't work. This is the concept of making a brit, of having a bris between us and HaKadosh Baruch Hu, a covenant. Covenant, it means, you know, a tzaddik lives with this covenant. So therefore, Reb Tzaddik is saying over here, Gam imeino margish be'atzmo otam o'metikut be'esek ha'kedusha liyot sameach be'avodato. I like the end of the statement as well. Reb Tzaddik is saying, not only do I not feel the tam, I also don't feel the tam, and it's not leading me to simcha. So right now, I'm not a brat. Yeah, Rabbi Nachman would be not happy with me. Even though, you know, Rabbi Tzaddik learned Rabbi Nachman, although he has a perush on one of Rabbi Nachman's farms, Sefer Amidas. It says there was a yid that, you know, remember, Rabbi Tzaddik Cohen died in 1900. It's pretty wild. Even though he was a Talmud Muvak of the Ishbitzer, Rabbi Leibel Eger, he met the Tzanz Rabbi the Chidush Yarnim. He died in 1900, so there were Breslovers from the last generation that died in like the 70s. In the 70s, that knew, that remembered seeing Rabbi Tzaddik and sing Likutei Maran on his desk. So it, it was in his program, but he had his own, you know, he had his own mahalach. I found this paragraph to be the most, like, important paragraph of this teaching up until now. But let's continue. Kamaramzal, like they say in the Gemara Ta'anit, Tzadikim le'ora, v'yisharim le'simcha. K'mo shenemar, or zarua la tzadik. What does it mean, a light is planted? For a tzaddik, hainu keinyan hazriyah, like when you plant something. Shemitchilat hazriyah, einenu yodea od ma'itzmach mizeh. They don't, when you plant something, you don't know what it's going to look like, but you know that something is happening right now. That's Rosh Hashanah. Something's being planted. It's in the ground. The truth is, Dafka, if you looked at it underground, you would think, oh my God, this is going to be a horrible year. Why? Because it's integrated, it's, it's, Dirt, it's, it's beneath the surface, you know? Yeah, it's beneath the surface. But something's planted. What's planted? The hitchachut of God's word, Naaseh Adam, is planted again in creation. And I'm not going to feel that right away. If you're waiting to feel like the hitchachut of the Briah, I've had horrible Rosh Hashanahs like that. Mamash, horrible Rosh Hashanahs like that. Aval. So when does the simcha happen? <laughs> I don't want to just be okay with like, okay, a tzaddik doesn't feel anything, he's a tzaddik. But when does the simcha happen? At a certain point, when you let go of what you think you need to feel, but you held on to embracing 
and staying positive, your heart gets straightened. All the akmimut, all the crookedness of your heart, which is basically anyone that's just in a roller coaster of, a mo- of, of thinking that in a relationship with God is, a, is just about how much do I feel it all the time or not. Like Dr. Yonatan Wiesen came by yesterday and he always shares with me the greatest word from Rav Amital, where someone came to him and said to him, you know, I, I don't know what to do. I'm here in the machzor and I don't feel it. And Rav Amital said, why are you limiting? Don't you think God can hear a tefillah of someone that's not feeling it either, but that wants to feel it? That's also Avodat Hashem. That's also a tefillah. And then what ends up being born? Simcha in your heart. This, now we got to the second word. Shana Tova. What's Tova? A tzaddik's life. What? That's real good. Good living a life of purpose. The tzaddik lives a good life. Why? That he doesn't let his emotional energy take him off track because they know deep down inside, they know the secret of borrowed time, they know inside something that's higher than just emotional uh, connectivity. But what happens is, is the more I hold on to that, what, what ends up being born from that planting? Straightness of the heart, simcha, and then metikut, mar matuk. That which is bitter starts to be matuk. Listen, it's a bitter description when I don't feel... It's not like a simchadik thing. It's not like the avoda is, let's see how hard you can keep dancing on Friday night in Shirat David when you absolutely feel nothing. That's not the goal. It's a heavy place to be in. But that's the beginning. That's, the, that's still our definition of tov. That I'm still here. I am committed. I am in this. And I'm staying positive even if I don't feel it. But Reb Tzedek says, don't kid yourself. You know what's going to happen. Hold on to that. Matok is going to come out of that. It's a mar feeling. I'm engaged with you. I'm, I'm committed to you, Hashem. It feels bitter. My life's not bitter because I'm not connected to you. In fact, I'm connected to you and, and, and it brings bitterness out. How could that be? Hashem says, listen, the Imru Tzadikitov, the Tzadikim, they have this Indian, they have this dat to hold on to this. Not, not just don't despair. Understand, in this world, this is how I decided that things go. I've, uh, you know, uh, this feels absolutely ridiculous saying this in a, whim, in a room filled with, with Bezrat Hashem humans that have the potential to give, to bring birth in the world, and I don't. Um, but Levi Yitzhak Berdichever speaks about this as well in the Gdusha Slevi about that Isha Betzirea, the Avoda isn't at that moment to say, let's see how holy I could be and say, thank you, Hashem, and smile. That's not, if you, if you set yourself up for that to be your, your level of emuna, you miss the, Reb Tzadok says, you're missing the, the program. Hamlachat Hashem is that Hashem decided that this is the way that life comes into the world. That's crowning Hashem as a king. That's crowning Hashem as a king. Now, if you're able to be on this level of, of, of singing tishbachos while 
the, while this is happening, what, what could I say? But that's not, it's not the bar that, we, that we're, that's not the she'ifa. The she'ifa is to remember, this is how Hashem designed tzmicha. This is how Hashem designed zriah and tzmicha. The tzmicha is the metuka. The zriah is the tova. Shana tova umetuka means it should be a year of planting and of reaping. That's what it means. Or zarua, zarua, zriah, or zarua. To who? Who's the zriah for? La tzaddik. What's the tzaddik? Reb tzaddik says, what's his inyan? Embracement and positivity. No matter what. It would be great to feel this. It's not what's happening now. Hashem, you're in here too. Like Reb Nassan writes throughout his letters, Alin la trufa, based on Rabbi Nachman's teaching on the Pasuk from Tehillim, Batsar, here chaftali. In the narrowness, you made it for me wider, which is the shofar. Listen, the shofar, the shape of the shofar, is exactly what we said, shana tova umetuka. You hear that? It's very important. The shape of the shofar is this teaching. Shana tova, right? This little, little, tiny hole, to plant something in there, and it's tsar, it's narrow. Umetukan, at the end, what comes out, what sprouts forth is, is Bezrat Hashem, matok. We're going to end with this. Now let's get back to the beginning. Dip the apple in the honey. Now let's get back to this. We can't forget this. Now this is why we eat an apple, dip an apple in a honey. Why are we uh, parabled? What's a better word? Compared. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. Why are we like into an apple? Ma tapuach ze pirio kodem la'alav af Yisrael higdimu na'ase lenishma. So an apple, what, what's, what's a very interesting thing about an apple? What does it mean over here? Ma tapuach ze an apple pirio kodem la'alav. What does that mean? Hmm? Yes. Before the, in its original state. So too, that is basically what Naaseh v'nishma is. You see, Naaseh, in the, in, the, in the Torah that we're talking about right now, what is that word likened to, the word Naaseh? Tzadik and Tov. Nishma is compared to Metuka. Ki Naaseh peru sheyaseh bechinat ha-tov be'ot she'ein margish od ha-ta'am. Naaseh means... Goodness before I feel the sweet, before I have this, the good feeling of what this good should be bringing down to the world. Nishma is the feeling of the taste of Divrei Torah, meaning that you hear, you understand, and your heart becomes a receptible, a kli kibul, a vessel of receiving for this sweetness to be with and with good, with good taste v'dat. V'zei perush nishma. V'zei inyan remez atapuach. This is what the apple is all about. 
על בחינת הטוב, שהוא בחינת נעשה כנ"ל. בחינת אמרו צדיק כי טוב, הוא דבש מרמז על מתיקות השמיעה והבנה בטוב טעם ודעת, ועל ידי זה מרגיש השמחה בליבו. Because if you don't go through the process of zri'ah, which means I can't really see what's going on over here, right? If that's what's happening in the beginning, you may feel simcha. But you know where it's not going to be? Balev. Uli'ishrei lev. We have a lot of simcha. We think we have simcha. Simcha in the heart is something else. What, is it, what does simcha in the heart look like as opposed to just regular simcha? You can imagine. It's a big, big difference. So Reb Tzadok, I keep on seeing over here when he speaks about simcha, simcha shebalev, simchat halev. The simcha of the heart means bring anything on Hashem. There's something else that's happening that's really my pulse. My pulse is besimcha no matter what's going on. That's simcha balev. That's bringing the borrowed time from the future and everything we've said, we've said uh, until now. That's the eventual, that, that's what will happen as a totza of acting first like a tzadik. Basically, I know, you just wanted to hear someone say, <laughs> Would have been much easier to just like, okay. But everything, every one of our minhagim is basically immersed in rivers and rivers of depth and of meaning, of mamash, so, a world of so much more. So I give us all a bracha. that every one of us will have a Shana Tova, which seems a little bit, um, it seems a little bit like now, I don't know if I want that, right? But that's the way, Hamlachat Hashem, is that's the way Hashem designed the world. You know, Slicha, go one step for, before that. It should be a Shana of Malchut, okay? It should be a Shana of Malchut of Hashem. Now when I say Shana Tova or Metuka, under the concept of Malchut of Hashem, Now we understand what it means. That the Malchut of Hashem is, this is the way God designed the world. This is how life comes into the world. Life comes into the world, you have this chus, holy chus of being so godly, bringing life into the world. Zriya and Tzmicha. Imru tzadik kitov, or zarua la tzadik, uliyishu elev simcha. So therefore, in the world, where I'm basically living a life of hamlachat Hashem, it should be a shana tova umetuka. It should be matok, matok, matok. And Bezrat Hashem now will add the Chlobavitch layer, batov hanire vehanigle also as well. Okay, Shana Tova, everyone. Good yantiv, good yantiv. Tov is the path to the matok. Tov is the path to the matok.